Good morning and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. As always, I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll. Today we are once again joined by the incomparable Alex Houston on this Tuesday morning. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex and around the world. However you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna through the information superhighway at WEGLFM.com or tuning in after the fact by listening to our podcast on your podcast player of choice. We are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios in the bowels of the Harold Melton Student Center, broadcasting to you from high atop the Haley Center, tallest building in Lee County, on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it is 47 degrees and sunny on this frigid Tuesday morning for April standards. Welcome back to Compact Discourse. We wish you a most sincere good morning as we get on with the show. Davis, buongiorno. Hola. Buenos dias. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Wow. Alex, you're not allowed to say anything. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing just peachy. I went to bed early. I got up early. It's cold outside. Up is down. Left is right. Cats or dogs. Everything's in flux. I didn't realize it was going to be chilly, or I might be wearing an overcoat like I usually do. Mm -hmm. You should have worn your fit from yesterday today. Mm. Yesterday, I was comfy yesterday. You you look, you look like a big old bear. It was oh, it was, it was, it was felt awesome. You got, I got an extra one if you want to borrow one, one of those. (laughs) Don't tempt me. (laughs) Alex, good morning. Good morning, Jack. How was your morning, Davis? How was your bus ride? That was pretty good. I actually overheard on the uh, Tiger Transit radio that despite the ruling in Florida, the university has not said anything to Tiger Transit. So for the for right now, face mask will be required on the Tiger Transit buses. I imagine something will happen in the next week or so. But. Yeah, especially after all the airlines just uh, changed their policy, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think, I think the university is withholding because technically it was a lower court decision and... I believe higher courts can reverse it. Yes, so they can. you don't want to, you know, change it, allow everybody to get excited about it. You know, I don't really know what the excitement's about, but anyway, that's not important. Um, allow people to get excited about it. And then a week later say, actually, the government said no. Because they, you know, I mean, that's, I think they saw that with uh, the vaccine mandate. Do you, do you guys remember, Lori, like they were like, hey, if you don't take one and you're on staff, you'll be fired. And then, um, like... Two months later, a judge overruled that, and they just had to basically walk it back. I do and recall this. Development. I think that didn't. I think they saw the negative reaction that had, and I think they want to avoid doing something that isn't going to end up actually affecting anybody. Because like if it if it gets changed in two weeks, better yet, why, why change it at all? Because if it could change in two weeks, I mean, it may be not be a thing by next year anyway. So who knows? I don't know. We'll see what happens though. But yeah, I just want to share that information that I had heard. We shall see. Everything is in flux. But yeah, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Outside of Tiger Transit being slow. <laughs> Them's the brakes, sadly. Indeed they are. All right, at this point, I would like to remind our audience that if any point in the next hour you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or on the un- highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you want to correct us, you can do so by calling in at 334-844-9345. It is 334-844-WEGL on your touchtone keypad. 
You can also send us a tweet at cdiscau. We'd love to hear from you about anything we uh, talked about on the show today or yesterday. I know we we had uh, some brief talk about pirates, gold doubloons, all of this great stuff. We extended an olive branch to our audience. Haven't heard anything yet, but we are we are cautiously optimistic that someone's going to come forward with some treasure. Excellent. I'm reading about circuit courts over here. Give me a second. Ah, okay. You, you, you don't know what you've done, Alex. Yeah, I kind of I kind of assumed that was going to happen. I mean, we got we got the lawyer in 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 the studio today. No, I'm a student of law. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> student of law. Okay, it's well, like calling a med student a doctor. Calling you a student of law just sounds pretentious. <laughs> well, yeah, it's. It's the quickest thing I could think of. Student of law is like what that guy that gets a liberal arts degree from some Ivy League school is like, I'm a student of law. It's like, oh, so you work at Starbucks. It's the same thing, essentially. You, I feel like you, you've wow. been taking your, I feel your like Mr. Parks class too seriously some, over there, Someone Buster. wronged you, Alex. No, what do you mean taking it too seriously, Davis? Seems like he's rubbed off on you. No, not not at all. I mean, okay. you forget I'm in the College of the Arts. It was just a bit. Okay. We call we call ourselves the College of Arts and Crafts over here anyway. No, so. we don't. That's pretty funny. Oh, well, you haven't been in as long as I have. We call ourselves the College of Arts and Crafts. Well, maybe your major. Well, yeah. I'm actually doing work. Hey, 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 hey. That's, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, after a federal judge in Florida struck down the Biden administration's mask mandate for airplanes and other public transport methods, Airlines are starting to act. Several U.S. airlines announced yesterday that masks. I apologize. CNN, Wilden this morning. Uh, Delta Airlines, American United, and Southwest, as well as Alaska and JetBlue, have all uh, made masks optional on their aircraft. Delta says that making masks optional and warn travelers that they, quote, may experience inconsistent enforcement during the next 24 hours as this news is more broadly communicated. Hmm. Interesting. So that's what's going on right now. JetBlue said in a tweet that we are, while no while no longer required, customers and crew members may be continue wearing masks in our terminals and board our aircraft. I mean, I guess. I don't know why you have to tweet that. Meanwhile, on the ground, Amtrak said it will no longer require face masks for passengers and employees. Last week, the U.S. CDC extended the mask mandate through May 3rd. The masking requirement applied to airplanes, trains, and other forms of public transportation, but a Biden administration Official says the order is no longer in effect while the ruling is reviewed. Ooh. Thanks, CNN Business. I reckon it'll probably go up to the Court of Appeals. Maybe, if it stirs up enough controversy, it could go to the Supreme Court. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. Because it happens in the district court, and then if you appeal, it'll go to the, the circuit courts. And then if, what, if you don't like what happens there, you can file a writ. Of certiorari, and it can go to the Supreme Court. And the thing is, you're going to need, you know, you're going to need somebody who really wants to appeal it because there's there's a lot of people who want to do overturn mask mandates, but is there anybody that really wants to keep it in effect in the widespread? I don't know if anybody. I think the CDC could easily be the person to the the group to appeal it. True, but I mean, you might need to turn on my mic a little bit. But is why, you, like, am I good? like they said, Fine. Jack, you had said okay. the CDC initially extended to May third. I mean, are they really going to go through the whole appeals process? Something that they were going to let run out in two weeks anyway. Like, I don't know. Look, man. I don't know. I'm just saying. It I'm also could. just saying. It's all it's all discussion. This is what compact discourse is all about, questions. isn't it, Davis? I'm just asking questions. So this is what? In the 11th Circuit, which is Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And us. Yeah. So that, wait, And Georgia. Right. So th- is that in Miami or in Atlanta? Do you know where the court the is? Circuit? No. I don't think. It's, I'd, I'd assume I'm, I feel Atlanta. like it'd be Atlanta, yeah, because it's the hub of these three states. 11th Circuit. We shall see. But and again, I mean, wouldn't you say there's a there's probably an 11th Circuit uh, like office in, in each state? Oh, never mind. Atlanta. 
Well, there's there's degradation because I think I think each state's broken into three further uh, circuits. But yeah, I believe like if this goes to the circuit, it will it, the ruling will be made in Atlanta. Okay, I get you. I get you. Cool. Court offices, law chat. I mean court locations. Don't don't. Atlanta, is- Miami, Montgomery, and Jacksonville. There you go. This is the true version of compact discourse. Really, this is just like this is like OG compact discourse. We're talking about the news, ladies and gentlemen. It's always a fun time. Speculating, if you will. <clears throat> gentlemen. With that, we were heading to a quick break. When we return, some much lighter news. As uh, we'll talk a little sports. NBA playoffs are going on right now. We also had Monday Night Football in the USFL for the first time ever as the Tampa Bay Bandits took on the Pittsburgh Maulers. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the other side of a break. We've got some fresh new series coming up in MLB, maybe some RBI to discuss, a whole lot more coming up on the other side of a break. Do not go anywhere. I'm Jack Harjohn alongside Alex and Davis coming at you live on a Tuesday morning. Thank you for choosing to spend your Tuesday morning with Compact Discourse. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeGLFM.com. Depending on how you're listening today, welcome in broadcasting live from Auburn, Alabama on the beautiful campus of Auburn University. Right now it's 49 degrees on this Tuesday morning, unseasonably chilly after uh, that cold front blew in and gave us a little bit of rain earlier in the week. But... If my uh, weather senses are correct, I believe it will get warm once again later on in this week. All right, the sun's going to come out, probably warm up to about 65 degrees this afternoon. Not a cloud in the sky today, hopefully, as the chance of rain is nigh on zero. Overnight temp is going to dip back down to 46 degrees overnight as we prepare for a warmer day on Wednesday. 10-mile-per-hour winds are going to be blowing in the southerly direction, and it will be nice and clear outside today. Um, steadily warming up until about 3 p.m. when we reach our daily high. And then on tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're looking at highs climbing up into the mid-70s and low 80s as Saturday will be clear skies and 83 degrees. So a beautiful day to get outside this weekend if you can make it through this week. And that is what's going on in the weather. Maybe a little rain on Thursday, but other than that, we're looking at Clear skies and dry for the rest of the week. So that's good after the del- the deluge of this last weekend. Yeah, that was n- that was not great. I liked this last weekend. What no? I like rain. What can I say? Okay, Davis. Whatever you say, man. Whatever. You All say. right. Y'all don't like rain. I mean, I appreciate its utility, but mm. I would prefer it didn't rain. I see. I like. I don't mind rain in a place where I do not have to primarily walk places. But Auburn r- seems to require me to walk. You can ride a bus. Eh, Tiger Trans is not very reliable when I when I'm trying to get where I need to go. Look. Look. You can have it one way or the other. Never mind. Alright, that was weather. Yeah. With that, we can jump into a little sports chat. Uh Marcus Smart wins defensive player of the year for the first time. Congrats, Marcus Smart. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
Good for him. I suppose it felt very like, ooh, a guard needs to win it this year, so let's give it to a guard. I don't know if he's necessarily the best defensive player in the – I mean, sure, one-on-one, probably one of the best defenders in the NBA, but there's no consistency at, at what they reward. Is it the guy that can guard all five positions? Is it the guy with the best impact? Because if, if that is, then Giannis should probably win it every year. There you go. He is the most – he is – he is Rudy Gobert, but able to guard all five positions. Because Rudy Gobert, of course, is impact, yada, yada, yada. The problem is when they stretch Rudy out to the perimeter, the dude basically might have his legs cut off because he's hopeless out there. So, I mean, but, you know, Marcus Smart's great. I think, you know, he has certainly been the heart and soul of the Celtics for as long as I can remember, honestly. But I don't know if he's the defensive player of the year. He's certainly one of the best defenders in the league, though, either way. Only a month ago, he was plus 22,000 to win it. So something happened in the last month. I mean, what something happened? happened is people were like, ooh, it's, I think it's time for – somebody said, I think it's time for a guard to win it. And everyone's like, ah, did someone say a narrative to vote for? Because that's what voting is, is at he this the point. Best, is he the best defensive guard in the NBA right now anyway? Probably. I mean, who's better? Drew Holiday. Mm. Draw hasn't played as many games. Though. That's got. That's always going to hurt okay, your case. Let's see. Marcus Smart's played seventy-one. Drew and then... Holiday finished eighth in the voting with six points. And Drew Holiday has played how many? Is Drew Holiday? Yes, he placed. He played sixty-seven games. Drew Holiday also had one point six steals per game and point four blocks. Whereas Marcus Smart's stats will read you. Let's see. One point six. Steals and .25 blocks. So on stats wise, it's better. It it's better. But I mean, Drew Holiday's been consistently called the okay, best defensive guard. Okay, but you you know league. how it goes, Davis. So the way the way that it's always going to go is you're going to recognize defenders that are out there just to be defenders, right? That's what Marcus Smart is known for. That's what Rudy Gobert is known for. No, no. Look, Davis. I'm not saying it's right. That's not what Giannis won defensive player that's, of the year last year. Well, yeah, because that's because he's all he's on another level. But I'm saying gen- generally, that's how the voters will recognize it. You focus on guys that are already known for their defense. And if Drew Holiday does other things, they're like, oh, you know, he, he's a good defender, but look at all this other stuff he does. Plus, Marcus Smart is objectively the best defender on the Celtics. Drew Holiday is not the best defender on the Bucks. That's what makes the Bucks so good. That's why they won champion. That's why they won a championship. That's why they're in contention to win another one. They have a great roster, but when you're arguably the third best defender on your team at any given point. Again, it's it's all in flux, right? But he, Chris Middleton, and Giannis are all great defenders. And when you're not the best defender on your team, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to shine as much. That's why Rudy's so important in uh, Utah, right? Do you want to hear the final voting? For sure. Mikhail Bridges got second. Huh. Rudy Gobert got third. Bam Adebayo got fourth. Jaron Jackson above Giannis at fifth. Wait, one, two, at sixth. Then Robert Williams III, Drew Holiday, Al Horford, Draymond Green, Matthias Thibel. So I think that uh, a lot of these voters were Celtics fans. The fact that you had Marcus Smart, Robert Williams III, who's out for the season, and Al Horford on this on this voting list. Well, people are very like, oh, wow, the Celtics don't suck this year because they've not been very good. in recent. I mean, they've been, you know. They've been pretty like not. I'm not, just reporting the bad, news. but like, they're a lot Bible. better this year. Yeah, that, that. Is, those three guys. I mean, I get it. The Celtics. They're the thing is the Celtics are also the best defensive team in the NBA right now. 104 points per game given up in the Eastern Conference. That's number one in the East. And then looking at the West, 
it's only only I think bested by the Mavericks. If anything, they're tied. So that's the thing is, if you're the best defensive team, you're going to have defensive players recognized. Now, three of them, I don't really know about that one to be honest. But again, I haven't really watched the Celtics as closely as I'm sure other people have. So, Marcus Smart did just 37 percent of the vote share has the second lowest or the lo- the lowest since 2015 when Kawhi Leonard got 29% of the first place votes. 29%, that's crazy. There you go. First guard to take home the honor since Gary Payton in 1995. The glove. That's correct. Might be 96, I'm not sure. Well, 96. You know, you know how seasons are. They yeah, occupy yeah, yeah. multiple years. That's true. All right, uh we'll, we'll jump on over to La Baseball Oh, Lord. El baseball. Well, th- th- this is different. Okay. This is this is feminine baseball. I feel what? like there's probably a word for that then. <laughs> what? In baseball yesterday, it was Monday, so there were not a lot of games. El softball, <laughs> if that's what you're talking about. Not quite. Um, twins beat the Red Sox 8-3 to to... Uh, they they got kind of beaten around in interleague play last week, so a good rebound win for the Twins. I think Byron Buxton might have gotten hurt, uh, not in this game. I think he was hurt over the weekend. So the Twins are going to need to recover from that. The Brewers beat the Pirates six to one. The Cubs doubled up on the Rays in Wrigley four to two. The Astros beat up on the Angels eight to three to improve to six and four on the season in their home opener. The Rockies defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 4-1. to The Athletics, who are projected to be terrible, actually have a winning record right now. They're 6-5, and undefeated at home. They defeated the Orioles 5-1. to The Padres defeated the Reds 4-1, and we had three games get postponed. White Sox-Guardians, Diamondbacks-Nats, and Giants-Mets all got postponed yesterday due to inclement weather. We've got some... Oh, yes, and the Dodgers defeated the Braves 7-4 to as Freddie Freeman went yard in his first ever plate appearance against the Atlanta Braves. The Doyers. Uh, games tonight, we will have the makeup games uh, for um, the Giants and Mets and the Diamondbacks and Nationals are both making up their games from yesterday at noon. If you want to watch some early baseball today, the White Sox and the Guardians will be playing. Yankees-Tigers open up a set together. Cardinals will be playing the Marlins. Red Sox will be playing the Blue Jays. And it looks like everything. Twins, Royals, and Rangers-Mariners are your new series. Everything else will just be a continuation of the series from yesterday. Uh, early look at the standings. Of course, it's way too early to tell anything. But uh, like I said, the Athletics have surprised a lot of people considering they have no prospects at winning the division. In fact, it's kind of like in Major League when they were intentionally trying to lose to get some leverage from the city because I think that's what Oakland is legitimately trying to do is trying to lose so they can move out of Oakland uh, and, and go to Las Vegas. But uh, despite that, they have a winning record at 6-5 and five, and uh, – they are doing okay in the AL West at the moment. Also, the New York Mets have the best record in the NL East right now, which is fairly unbelievable, which, of course, it's, it's typical Mets, and uh, we'll, see if they, go Mets. we'll see if they stay on top of that. 
Um, so not always about the money. Spoiler, they will not. And uh, the Dodgers currently boast the best record in MLB with an 8-2 and two tally. Uh, but hot on their heels are both the San Francisco Giants and the Colorado Rockies, who have seven wins apiece, as do the San Diego Padres, although they've lost a couple games, so they are two games back. Uh, early Early losers so far in the season are the Cincinnati Reds, who won two games against Atlanta opening weekend and have not won anything since, oh. and the Texas Rangers, who are 2-7. and seven. So let's talk about it. What's going wrong with the Braves, Jack? Eh, it's whatever. There I mean, it's go. whatever. There you go. I mean, they, they had a worse record at this time last year, and they won the World oh, Series. Oh, so. no. I mean, that's a, da- da- that's a dangerous rabbit hole to go down. It's the Dodgers, you know. Los Dodgers. I mean, not even like the Dodgers, just like they, in general. They don't have their best player. I saw they're gonna they're gonna go on a real road trip. They're gonna play the Dodgers. They're gonna play the Padres, uh, or no, they're gonna play the Giants. I think Dodgers and Giants on this little road trip, and then hopefully by the time they get back to Atlanta, they'll have old Ronnie Jr. back. Ah, they can just start mashing. You know, I get you. Uh, Dansby's in a little slump. They put him at the nine hole. Um, they might just have be having trouble adjust, adjusting to the designated hitter. Um, they've had a few pitchers just not do it. They've had a few pitchers underperform, a few pitchers overperform. I think a lot of people expected more out of Huascar Inoa last night that they got. And Kyle Wright has had two bad starts as well. But Ian, I, they always say Ion Anderson, like he's a like a part of an atom on, on the broadcast. I think it's Ian. But, um, How's it spelled? I-A-N. That literally is Ian, yeah. What if, what if he just goes by Ion? Oh, yeah. I mean, what, if, what if he thought that was a cool name? Jan, Jan Anderson. Hey, All right, we are going to head to a quick break. Judge. And when we return, there might just be a, a secret song in the works. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. And uh, a whole lot more as we continue the discussion here on Compact Discourse. Thank you for choosing to spend your Tuesday morning with us here. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex Houston and Davis Carroll, coming at you live from the WBGL studios. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back in just a little bit with some more of the show. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on Weagle 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. That was The World Is Yours by Nas as our secret 830 in the morning song today, a special treat for those of you who listen live to the radio or web live stream when the show comes on in the morning. With that, we will jump right back into the show, joined by Mr. Davis Carroll, two R's, two L's, and Alex Houston, whoop, whoop. former Louisville basketball fan. What? The hat? Oh, um... <laughs> The bait, the basketball. You should just say formal, formal attendee of the Final Four who wanted any merch he could get his hands on. And, there you go. Do you still have it? Uh, I'm sure my mom has everything. She she has kept every like shirt from our childhood so that we can eventually give them to our children as her plan is. So I'm sure she has that somewhere. I guarantee Dude, it. For Bob Marley or whatever that shirt. That shirt's definitely in there somewhere. It's an awesome cool. one. Uh, yeah. No, not not really a Louisville fan. Um, I was for like two seconds, and then I saw Anthony Davis block like three shots. Another like, yeah, I'm a Kentucky fan for for a day. There you go. But big big Kansas guy during that 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 Final Four it was a really actually that was a really great Final Four for those who don't remember. It was a lot of fun, and there were a lot of really good games. I think Kansas was down 
like by double digits with five minutes left. And then Thomas Robertson, for, Robinson, former like top three pick in the NBA, by the way, who just vanished off the face of the earth, just carried the team to victory. It was awesome. But yeah. Jack can remember Nez Declassified episodes and Alex remembers Final Four games. I can remember a lot of random sporting events. There you go. I can remember a lot of Nez Declassified as well because I watched that show. What's your favorite episode? Um, oh my gosh. Uh, I was always a, I always really liked because of the fact that that show did drama really well. So the big field trip when uh, Ned was having to choose between uh, Moe's or what was what was uh, Susie Crabgrass? Susie, yes, exactly. <laughs> that was that episode was stressful as heck. That Is was that the so one where they stressful. kiss at the gazebo? That's the one where Ned yeah. turns into the cryptid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a great episode too. It's really the funny. Movie. That's the movie I thought. No, no, they didn't. They never made a movie. It's just, it's just like a special. Okay. They like did like I just a. Felt like it was longer. Two, I guess. It's, it was like a two part special. Okay. Type it, thing. It was one thirty minute episode instead of two fifteen. So. Oh yeah, 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 that's what it was. Okay, Understood. Yeah, yeah so it was basically awesome, a movie though. at that point for Ned's class. That show was great. Yeah, that's pretty good comedic timing. It also it also never went never went too far. I mean, the famous you know thing for any kids TV show is that it, it you know it went too far. And that, you know, like, think about Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Ends at a decent point, then they come with a sequel, which was all right. But, like, you know, Ned's, once he, gra- once he graduates, end of the show. That's it. There you go. I respect it. He's no, in a, Ned's no. Declassified High School Survival Guy. I respect oh, the heck out of he's it. He's been trying to make that, I'm pretty sure. That guy. He, he wants, he wants, yeah, he's, he's been talking about that, he's actually. He's a little old, I like him. but it's okay. Hey, we man. Also, we also did a deep dive on one Fred Savage last night. Mm-hmm. Who you oh, may, yeah. You may know as Corey Matthews' brother. On Boy Meets World. I never oh. actually watched Boy Meets World. Boy Meets oh, ben Savage was his brother. But I think Fred Savage is way more popular. I was just introduced to Ben Savage Didn't first. one of them get accused of something bad? Um, well, it's Hollywood, so... Uh, you can look into it if you'd like. I would say Fred Savage was on The Wonder Years. And then yes. he, he was like a famous child actor. But then he started being like a producer. He's directed 12 episodes of Always Sunny, apparently. Uh, did you guys watch The Wonder Years? Because I did. It was re- it's really good actually. Before my time. It's there's a lot of very uh He's in the Goldfish Megabytes episodes. commercial. What? Goldfish. Rebooted. Who are the actors in the Goldfish Megabytes commercial? Did you play the pretzel? I'm trying to figure that out right now. It's going to take me a second. Okay. Well, in the meantime, I I will say Ned's Declassified, great show. Uh if you if you have Paramount Plus, you should check it out. Because it is a big piece of my childhood. Even though the advice like isn't always applicable, and the school is never realistic, and it's kind of like on its on surface level, completely failing to do what it's setting out to do in teaching you how to survive school. All that ignored, it's it's very funny. It has great comedic timing. Although going back at uh, there's a lot of like diegetic sound effects. Pretty much every time anybody does something, like a weird stock sound effect will play. Ooh, or, yeah, like record scratches or like whip cracks with some. Every it, like character had like their like yeah, a little theme. Little theme, yeah, like uh, the the, quir- the science professor, the quirly kid who talks fast, had a little uh, trumpet underneath every time he talked. Ah, uh, exactly. And don't forget the weasel, the greatest antagonist oh, in Mr. the history Mr. of Quest. television. Mr. Quet, excellent. The, the faculty are. Like make the show for me. Absolutely. Oh yeah. The yeah. The, let's see. Seven lunar cycles. There was the VP right who always had the shades or whatever, and then there <laughs> was Crow. there was the science teacher who Sweeney. always like yes, he that's evil. right. Okay. Yeah. Mister Mister Chop Shop. Exactly. Oh my gosh, Chop Shop. That's there excellent. was um the home ec teacher who would always try to like help the kids out. Right. You had the sweaters. Right. You had the the boring social studies teacher. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had uh the the coach. That was always 
She was fun. She got her teeth knocked out. She did. And then uh, the, in the later seasons, they added the um, the choir teacher who had the the hair. Oh, my gosh. That's right. It's like you're unlocking some memories for me, Jack. This oh, is excellent. What a great show. Awesome. What a good show, too. I, I agree. Also, I mean. And the janitor. Oh, Gordy. I mean, Gordy goes without saying. Go- Gordy. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, the thing is, I remember, like, the, like, I remember the students very well, and Gordy, of course, is like almost in the students. You know in terms who of else memorable Gordy characters. plays? Uh, oh my gosh, yes, I do. Because when I watch, it, I think, oh, it's that guy. But it's I'm Cosmo not... from Fairly Odd. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there right. That's right. He sh- they show up in an episode. Excellent. They do, you know they uploaded some episodes of Fairly Odd Parents on Netflix. I'm gonna say Fairly Odd Parents fell off hard, but they those made first a like those first four and a half five seasons, excellent. They rebooted. It and apparently it's terrible. It, yeah, so it's so it's they rebooted it and it's like a sitcom, but it's within a sitcom, so it doesn't make any. I don't know. It's weird. However, like the first four or five seasons, good TV right there. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, Drake, fairly Did we done that? What was I gonna look up? Fairly Odd Parents died with that Drake Bell movie. I think. Fair. Yeah. When the baby showed up, poof, it's over. But there's nothing that beats uh, the Jimmy and Timmy Power Hour. Let's be clear. That was, was that, was a, revo- that was a that was a that was a revolutionary thing in in my a, childhood. I was, I was like, how did they do this? That was an event. I was a big Jimmy Neutron fan. That was the first multiverse. MCU just stole it from them. Tell me I'm wrong. That's true. Tell me I'm wrong. Airbud was there first, but it's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Airbud cinematic universe. I mean, seventh inning fetch. It's true. All right, if you would like to uh, weigh in on your favorite Nickelodeon show from back in the day, uh, you know the nine. Uh, I now I know why '90s kids were so annoying when I was growing up. Because we're, we're those guys now. Whatever. We are those guys. Yeah, yeah. man. We're, we're funny. Yeah. They have some good shows nowadays. Hey, it's by the way, good, um, I mean, Ned Z Classified, really the only big show on Nickelodeon that's a sitcom not to be affiliated with Dan Snyder, must mean something. There you go. It means a lot. Anyway. I saw, I saw we were n- watching on your Paramount Plus. I saw no feet. Oh, sure. Exactly. With that, we're going to head to a quick break. If you'd like to share your opinions on... Ned's Classified School Survival Guide or any other topic we've breached today. You can call in at 334-844-9345 to share your thoughts. With that, we're going to come back for just one more segment here this Tuesday morning. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex and Davis. We're hanging out with you till 9 a.m., so don't go anywhere. Thank you for choosing to spend your Tuesday with us here on FM 91.1 Auburn. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Codron, alongside Alex and Davis, coming at you live from the Auburn University Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University. Once again, it is uh, warming up pretty consistently outside. We should get a nice temp outside by this afternoon. It's going to be a nice sunny day outside, so I hope you're walking to work, class, or what have you in a, a beautiful weather as it were. All right. What's next? Um, I said that yesterday. I used the phrase, as it were, and my roommate's like, what does that mean? What? I, what? I said, I said, if you will, and Davis said, I won't. Yesterday. That was the other way around. I said, if you will, and you went, I won't. I went, Ugh. 
Why do, always, why do you always make that sound, Davis? Didn't know how to respond to that one. Yeah, I, it was it was unassailable. Well, what, what can I say? It's on the phone with my bank. What can I say to that? I have to return some tapes. I got to do an American Excuse me for a moment. We already I've did an American Psycho episode. Uh, I mean, like an actual one. Every episode of your show is an American Psycho episode. There you go. That's true. Even the even the Back to the Future one became that with yeah. the. I have to leave. I've got to return some tapes. He's gone. He leaves. So, what what would be that? See Paul Allen's donut. What would be the similar <laughs> re, like? What would be your excuse similar to? I have to return some tapes now. I have to go play Rocket League. <laughs> that one's for JP. If that, he's that show that, that is a bad excuse. <laughs> I think I think JP. I don't. I think, the, I think JP knows that's. I a bad don't excuse. think the I have to return some tapes is an especially good one. Yeah, because I mean you're not renting anything anymore. Yeah, it's like unless it's you be, unless you used Redbox. Well, I mean back then. When the movie was made, I'm talking about. Well, yeah, um, I know, I know. I have to turn in an assignment. Okay. That's that, not bad. That has, a t- that has a time limit. Yeah. I have to go write my paper. That's mm-hmm. all. What are they going to say to that? What's the paper That's about? Be like, Davis says oh that God. all the time. I do have papers to write. Mm-hmm. I have. You want to hear them? Davis, I know you do. I know you do. Move I'm not insulting you. Friday. I know. Ten pages. Okay. Here he goes. I'm not going to. I have other ones, too. I know why we have reservations. No, I don't think you do. Well, we don't need any more. Here's the rub. Elon Musk is still trying to buy Twitter. Elon. Tommy Musk. I'm here to help. He's trying to buy it in all cash as well, the, which is... Which is suspect? Maybe? Isn't I, that like the whole thing? It's like, you know, if a guy says, I want to buy your car and then hand you $20,000 in cash, you're like, why do you have $20,000 well, in cash? Well, he's a billionaire. That, somebody that's cares. different because usually that means it's counterfeit money. But well, that, that, but that's the point, though, isn't it? Well, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Elon he's counterfeit counterfeit money. Um, I can't wait for him to buy it and then remove all the people that don't like him on there. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't want to have a very thing? serious discourse about this, but I also have a very serious opinion about all this, so I'll just you, hold did back. You, do you remember when the guy... That had ordered the Tesla, and then he tweeted something about how Elon Musk was stupid. So Elon Musk canceled his order and like blocked him for buying Teslas. It's pretty funny. He was just so mad about the tweet, and the guy was like, "What the hell?" You got to make an example of somebody. I mean, I guess, but that's not that's not very cool of you. You want that guy running Twitter? What if he sees your Tequila Monday post and he's like, "Uh, uh, uh." What Jack Dorsey could do that right now, but he doesn't. He might. He has he. Has Elon? Elon Elon has a history of it. You could also say Jack does, but I'm just saying. Look, man. What's what I want to hear Alex's take on it. On on what? You can save it for after the show if you're like I mean super I'm, serious I'm, I'm, about I'm it. I mean I am super serious about it, so I'll save that for afterwards. But I mean I just think it's very funny that there's no like middle ground on the battlefield that is Twitter. Either Elon's a genius or he's a moron, and nobody That's is true. like in the middle. Nobody's like, all right, guys, maybe. He just got a lot of money and made some good business decisions and also some bad ones, making him just a businessman. Instead, everyone's like, he's going to save the country. And I'm like, I don't know if he's going to do that. I don't know about that. Alex playing the middle. Not playing the middle. It's just, it's just I mean, come on. Like, I will, like, there has been a lot of catastrophization. Exactly. I, I've seen this touted as the end of democracy. Exactly. It's the oh, end of it, democracy. See, it's the end of democracy or Elon is going to save what? democracy. Nobody can just say, From guys. buying Twitter? <laughs> exactly. He's not running for president. Nobody can just say, all right, guys, maybe democracy will survive Why this. Why does he like want Twitter dem- so bad? 
because because he because he wants followers because is I mean it that valuable no, no it's not but I he mean, wants he wants influence he's offering he's an egomaniac have you not figured that out yet oh I know that he's offering to buy the company for like hundred and fifty percent of what Forbes says it's worth so he wants it bad he's reeling after Grimes broke up with him <laughs> he he can't he can't live off those Rick and Morty royalty checks forever. I mean, but like seriously, though, like I you mean, you can't live off of stealing other people's memes forever. Exactly. I mean, like, yes, I agree. Why would you want it? But also, it totally makes sense for him to want it. Elon Musk versus Jack Dorsey rap battle. Make it happen. I think. I don't know. What? I don't know if that'd be good. I think we've seen enough Elon Musk rap battles. Yeah, I don't True. know. I don't Call know. me Musk. Jack. Jack wouldn't bring much to, new to the table that Mark didn't already say. That's a very good point. Fair. Fair. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> just I don't. I can't. I don't expect you to understand an org chart. Pull it up. We're rapping. No, we're not rapping <laughs> yet. Yet. Uh, that's Uh-oh. a good segue into uh, advertising for who's 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 hollering. Who is hollering? Somebody. Eagle Eye is causing a ruckus next door. That's what they do. All right, we got a uh, birthday party coming up this Thursday and Friday for our one and only our good friend Wegl, who's turning fifty-one. On Thursday, so the party gets started at 5 p.m. all the way till 5 p.m. on Friday. So you can just kick it right on back and listen to 24 hours of the best shows in the world right here on Weagle. Uh, Take it away, JP. Have you heard the news? WEGL is turning 51 this year. Come celebrate Weagle's birthday with us on April 21st and 22nd with 24 hours of specially curated programming from 5 p.m. on Thursday to 5 p.m. on Friday. Every Weagle show under the sun and moon will be out celebrating with us, so why not join them? Tune in on your radio at 91.1 FM or on our website, WeagleFM.com. That's WEGLFM.com. Once again, Weagle's 51st birthday bash is on April 21st to the 22nd from 5 p.m. to 5 p.m. See you there. Now, what, what you got to say, say about, about that? <laughs> birthday bash. You heard the man. JP will be in attendance. He will be doing the Woodstock Hour. And uh, who knows what else? I- I'm sure it'll be a, a rip-rollicking good time here. Oh, it'll be crazy. You know, there's an alternate universe where it's not JP's country twang on that. It's me. <laughs> What? <laughs> Fun fact. Have you heard the news? Have you heard Have you heard the news? I'd sound like a did you know gaming guy. You know did Huey, you know? Do you know Huey Lewis in the news? Uh Hey Paul, got to get back in time. Let's see Paul Allen's what. Will Compact Discourse be having a show? Yes, we'll be on at Excellent. midnight uh at, at the the crest of Thursday into Friday as the as the clock rolls over. Do we want to get Jared on the show cuz I know he'll be awake at that hour. Well, there's no telling when he'll be awake. He'll well, be awake eating ice cream, maybe. He's pretty consistently awake at the worst times imaginable. I mean, yes, but as this would be a good time for him to be awake, he will not be awake. Thus, ah. thus the Jared sleeping paradox. I see. I I, I understand that. Schrod- uh, Schrodinger's Jared. He's always either awake or asleep until you check. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, <clears throat> he has a history. With his candles. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you'll oh allow it. Yeah, I'll there you go. It. Boom, tumultuous past with Jared. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is that is this Thursday and Friday at five p.m. on Thursday. I think the scoreboard will be going on as planned. So they I guess, will. I guess it starts at four. Really, technically, yeah. Twenty twenty six hours of content. 
across the entire uh, Weagle Day of Celebration. Of course, all your favorite Friday shows will be in their original place. I think Stanwick's still going on at 8 in the morning on Fridays with that awesome rock and roll show. That's a great show on Weagle, if you've not tuned in, is, is Dr. Punk's show on Friday mornings in, in the spot that Compact Discourse usually is. Indeed. And it'll also be one of the last uh, iterations of Gavin Rankin's Country Boots and Roots. Rest in peace to one of the most consistent shows on Weagle. Been yeah. there for, I think, three years in that time slot? Three or four. Like, at least go. so. I think as long as I've been making intros and outros, I've been and it's excellent. doing Gavin. So, man, it's uh, it's all coming to a head. Changing of the guard. As it were. Indeed. We're pa- passing the ceremonial scepter over from Grayson to Luke. Also at 3 a.m., we'll have the premiere of Late Night with Logan, which apparently is a show that will be planned out next year. It'll be a parody of Jimmy of Late Night with Jimmy Fallon at 3 in the morning, I think is the plan. We'll see how that goes. A lot of work. Looking forward to it. Good luck. Are you playing Bejeweled? Uh, Candy Crush, actually. <laughs> Same thing, though. Is Look, that an old person game? Shocking development. <laughs> what are the games you got on your phone? You uh, get, run us through the games you got. All right, I got, I got Cookie Clicker, obviously. <laughs> It's a high school game. We got we got trivia crack, of course, and uh, yeah, that's it. Candy Crush. That's yeah. it. Yes, it. Let me see. get one Show of those. That is it. We got a lot of a lot of apps. A lot of apps out here. Alex, you just need to get one of those leather phone cases that opens like a book. <laughs> I got I got my I got my, my I got my what my Whataburger Rewards app and my uh, my Red Lobster Rewards app. <laughs> <laughs> you find yourself at the lobster a lot. It's pretty good. <laughs> El langosta rojo. <laughs> How often are you at the Red Lobster? I went last week, so it was pretty good. Bring me next time. <laughs> oh, Jack, you want to? All right, we'll, we'll do. We'll Where's do, the Red Lobster? Uh, it's, I don't know, but like across from. Is Red Lobster the one with the chicken cheese biscuits, I mean? Yes. I never had one. Unlimited biscuits. I've never been to Red Lobster. We should go, guys. We should go. It's by the mall. Yeah. Oh, oh. I've been to the. Like, it's good. Good food. There you go. Interesting. I mean, you know, there's always the whole, ooh, do you really want to have seafood this far from the sea? But like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, it's seafood. Freeze- okay. Freezers exist. I eat exactly. sloppy all the time. Like you don't want to have you don't want to have like fish in the middle of Kansas, but like you know we're not that far. I eat tilapia all the time. I mean, you got to think that like all the crab legs you're eating in Florida, the crab legs you're eating were caught in Alaska. That's so, a ve- Jack. That's a good point. Like, there you go. Fr- freezers are a. I'm saying unless technology. you're unless you're eating blue crab, you're not exactly getting native Floridian crabs. I so. can't eat crustaceans anymore. What, what happened? happened? I got so violently sick after eating crab one time. Oh, so you oh. won't eat crustaceans anymore? Yeah, my dad I mean, like, the it's same not, way. I just can't. Like, I physically cannot without feeling sick. No. Yeah, my dad won't eat. So cloth- I feel like that's a can't. Yeah. We're, getting, we're getting a funnel. That is a can't, not a won't. My I da- used to love crab crab claws. You got to build some mental toughness. I've tried. I have an work. anecdote about crustaceans. My dad has the same issue. He can't eat crawfish because when he was back in the rugby team in at Spring Hill, they only had enough money to, <laughs> to they only had enough money where team meals were beer and crawfish. Oh so my eat. god! <laughs> so a lot of a lot of nights sick with crawfish. Now he just can't eat them. See, like, that's awesome. It's just a mental. There's a mental block there. I went through a mental block with cheeseburgers for a while there. Oh, I had a street burger in Mobile, and let's just say it was the most violent puking of my life. See? It's terrifying. It's a real thing in psychology. You ever had a cheeseburger and hot chocolate? It's the worst combination in the history of ever. <laughs> they, I, they were giving us that at like school lunches back I would, in the day. Horrible. I would simply get over it. Okay. If I were in that situation. Okay, Jack. All let's, right. let's have you get violently sick from I, I mean, hey, Jack, crap. you get violently sick every Sunday, it I seems sh- like. I certainly so. do. And I'm <laughs> I, I'm right back on the wagon every week. So. You're right back there for Tequila Mondays, two margaritas. There you go. Excellent. I can't leave. I can't leave this guy alone on Sundays. <laughs> Keep me far away from this crew. I can step in and take a shift for you, Davis. All right. 
All right, we're going to get out of here for today. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However you join us today, whether that be from your radio antenna, from WeGoFM.com, or by listening to our podcast, we'd like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast. Absolutely, PSA break free wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU for links to that podcast information about the show and updates you can also tweet at us to get your voice on the show join the conversation we are Auburn's only student-run drive time morning show you might want to go ahead and follow wegl on twitter instagram and tiktok that is wegl underscore au as we got some exciting posts coming up including some staff spotlights of our graduating seniors including me and jp this year and with that for jack hart alex houston davis carroll has been another exciting episode of compact discourse we wish you a great rest of your day we will talk at you tomorrow wednesday morning at 8 a.m This is Jack Hart signing off. War Eagle, have a great day. Go outside and enjoy the spring weather. Bye. I heard Spider-Man was there.